do this. I'm exhausted. In the morning, Nate. In the morning, Brian. Black. Okay. Do you want to uh, rant about AT&T? Or should I complain about the Windows shitbox I had to use? <clears throat> I just... I have kind of have a history of problems with AT&T. And it's not just their service. It's like just how their company policies are and shit like that. And um, I just want to know, why do I need my credit run if I'm going to go on a month-to-month plan without any device financing if I'm just strictly paying for their service? Wow, that's just standard operating procedure for them? Okay, well, I asked the woman. I said, why is it the case if, if I can go on a prepaid account and not get my credit run? Well, she said you pay up front. And I said, okay. Well, does that does that then justify every single utility company to run your credit because they provided gas or electricity or water to you before they before you got billed for it? Uh, does not compute. See, There's nothing she can do about it. <laughs> what's, the, what's the point? It's idiotic. It's, it is. I understand if you're if you're de- financing a device through them because they technically own the device until it's paid off. So they need to make sure they're going to be able to get their money, thus needing to run a credit check. But if I'm just paying for a service, they could cut the service off if I don't pay it. Yeah. And it's no loss to them. They don't have to send some collections thugs to come after you to to get the device back or the money that you owe them. It's idiotic. AT&T is the definition of corporate greed they are a monopoly they own all the fucking landlines in the ground if you have any service in a shithole area it's going to be at&t or it's going to be some sub uh you know like dsl extreme or something like that that just buys yeah that leases their lines and sells you service um but part of that is the history of um how telephone service was partially subsidized in order to get it to super rural areas, which was like, I don't know the whole history, but I think that was before AT&T was broken up when they're split up into separate companies. Or they bought up companies. Was. They bought yeah. Singular. They bought SBC. But weren't they, they broken Pac-Bell? up at some point? Uh, oh, not that I know of. On that. Yeah. What did they break up into? What, what's the other company? I don't know. Uh, lessons from the AT&T breakup 30 years later. Okay, so I'm not crazy. It was in the 80s. So, long story short, I had to <clears throat> I have to roll with their garbage prepaid service for another month. That was it Bell. is abysmally bad. It was the breakup of Bell? Fuck, I don't know. They bought Pack Bell. I know that. Maybe that, I, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, fuck them. Oh, we can, and she's like, oh, we can, um, what did she say? She's like, we don't have to run your credit. We could run a fake social and uh, attach it to your address instead. I'm like, I don't want to do that. She gave you a workaround. I know why they do that. It's because they need to be able to sell phones to illegal aliens. In service. That's why they <laughs> fucking do that. 
It's so painfully obvious. That's interesting. How are they going to do it? If that you was no part of history, her script. Wow, that's like a sanctioned thing that they do then. Yeah. They run a bullshit social, and then they attach it to an address so that if they need to go after you for collections, they know where you live. Yeah, they could suck a dick. I don't want their service. I'm going to have to roll with this crap for another month, and then I'm just going to go on, like, Metro PCS or T-Mobile or something like that. Yeah, try T-Mobile. I don't think that you really get any service anywhere where you're at, though. I don't get service now with at and I don't I get service in my own house. <laughs> yeah, you had bad service with Verizon, too. Yeah. <laughs> Verizon I don't want to was get too detailed than this to like the area, but it's this is so beyond cheap. They don't even their their prepaid service is such garbage. They don't even allow Wi-Fi calling on it. So if you have no service, you're fucked. Unless you have an iPhone, because thank God for FaceTime audio. If I didn't have that, I wouldn't be able to make any calls to my girlfriend. Yeah, FaceTime audio is great. It sounds really good too. Yeah. That's a free service. So what's what's AT&T's excuse? They can't include Wi-Fi calling. It, it's it, that's in there. No, I can't do Wi-Fi calling on prepaid. It's oh, not a feature. Oh, prepaid, okay. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, another rant. <clears throat> um <laughs> Remember the game I told you about that I got a warning email from for language? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they actually now? suspended my account now because <laughs> I talked about Stan Lee, who just died, and how there was some Me Too whore that was trying to get his money during the last year of his life, and he had to deal with that crap publicly while he was withering I had away. No idea. Oh, yeah. That's probably what killed him. Probably. Sweet old man. Died because of a broken I, heart. Because I used the word whore to, de- to, to describe what she was. That warranted a uh, 72 hour suspension. Hmm. Yeah, they can suck a dick. Sticks and stones may break my bones. Yeah. Well, um, let's see. I used this utility that you told me about, Disk to VDI. No, Disk to VHD or something like that. It was a product mm. that Microsoft bought. And that was actually pretty cool. It's kind of one of these evergreen products that hasn't been updated since uh, 2014, I think, was the last update. Or 2013, one or the other. That's and interesting because VHDX came out since then. Does it support VHDX? That's the file, yeah. Okay. So it does a sh- it uses shadow copy to make a clone of your running system, which is cool because that's what I wanted. I didn't want to have to like unplug the disk and fucking plug it into another computer and then... Now I'm no longer on Windows, so how am I going to run the conversion utility? Anyway, uh, I tried to convert that VHD file to make it compatible with uh, VirtualBox so it wouldn't end up corrupting itself eventually, which is what happens when you run a VHD on VirtualBox. I was going to convert it to a VDI. And it it shit the bed converting... um, through, through part of the process. I don't know what the problem was. Maybe it was a network issue, but because I was doing part of that clone of the network. Can it sh- be converted directly, though? Because I thought VHD is a proprietary thing for Hyper-V. It can convert it. Okay. I think the fact that it's kind of proprietary is why 
it ends up getting corrupted. I don't know. You're just better off using the native format of the the tool that you're using. So uh, I ended up running clone VDI, which is the conversion tool to go from VHD to VDI on, on a Mac with Wine. And it worked. Huh. I haven't actually booted the virtual machine yet, so maybe there's there another a step utility. I was it's I think it's a Windows utility, but um, it's called OSF mount, and you can mount a disk image, and, and it'll basically uh, make it like an accessible, uh, like a drive. Yeah, it's just built into the Mac. Just open the disk image. Yeah, but the Mac version, what formats does it support? Because OSF mount will, I think, support everything, technically. Uh, as long as it's a a disk image. I think it'll like a VDI it. or... Uh, I think if you just renamed it to ISO, disk utility would see it. I don't know, though. Or dot, .img or... I could try that. Yeah, I am. This works with Clonezilla images too, which is nice. It'll pull all of those because you know how Clonezilla images are just a bunch of files. Like it doesn't actually create just a singular disk image file. It's or it doesn't create a singular disk image. It dumps a bunch of files and stuff into a, a folder wherever you end up saving the image. And this can read from that too. It can Oh, like a bunch of tar files or something? Yeah. Oh, and then it reconstructs it so you can view it like a mounted disc? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And that does a lot more than I thought. Okay. That's actually pretty interesting. Uh, but once I get that whole thing squared away, I can take this, I think, I can take this Windows image and then use Packer to slipstream some like Amazon tools into it. And then I think I can make it a EC2 instance. And run it remotely and then just RDP into it through an SSH tunnel. Huh. Crossing my fingers. If that works out, then that's three steps and you've got yourself an Amazon instance based on a box sitting in your room. So that's pretty painless. It took a while to do all the conversion. I should have done it all on an SSD. I was doing part of it over a network share that was purely wireless on older hardware. I think if it was all wired, I could do it all at 100 megabytes a second. Yeah. Let's see. My iMac Pro gets 1.3 gigabits right now. I don't think any of Apple's products actually support the 160 megahertz Wave 2 of uh, 802.11 AC. Do you know how much bandwidth that gives you? Wave 2 of yeah. 802.11? Um, I always thought it was based on how many radios you had, not what the... Not what the... Um, what do you call it? The version of 802.11 AC is. I don't know if Wave 2 is... I think it's just a term for devices that use like four by four radios, which should support 160 megahertz. Isn't the two, other isn't the two point four gigahertz channel only good for up to like 892 megabits or something like that? 
if it's just a single channel. And then the five gigahertz is where you get beyond gigabit. And so what they do, I think what they do with the tri-band radios is they do one 2.4 gigahertz radio, one five gigahertz. And I think the third radio is like another around five gigahertz or something like that. And, and the higher the, uh, the frequency, the more bandwidth you have. But then there's channel widths. Or channel bandwidths on certain frequencies. So you can be at 5 gigahertz with 160 megahertz channels. But you can't specify that though, unless you have... I think you, you could specify the channel width in um, like DDWRT or something like that. I don't know of a way to do it in Unify. Yeah, you can. You can choose the channel, like you can you can see where the um, the most uh, I'm talking channel activity is not channels. There's a bunch of semi overlapping terms here, so it's a little oh. confusing. Where where would you go to set the channel width in the Unify controller? Standby. Maybe it's just something I haven't discovered yet. So you open the device, you, under the detail, no, the config, under radios, yeah. So just click on your access point and the Unify controller, and then there's a config tag in that device's little side panel, and then the radio drop down has a bunch of channel selectors or a ch- uh, channel width selectors and it says HT 40 VHT 80. Oh, okay. Oh VHT yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you can, when your device has your access point has multiple uh, antennas, you can dedicate a antenna to just 80 megahertz. So it's a five gigahertz antenna, a radio that has only 80 megahertz, uh, channel bandwidth. So only the fastest devices get on it. Hmm. So what I'm getting at is all of Apple's devices, unless the new MacBook Air and Mac Mini got updated, they only support up to 80 megahertz. And 160 megahertz is the new multi-user MIMO crap that would give you three gigabits. So it doubles your bandwidth. At 2 gigahertz, you're only able to go up to 40 megahertz of channel bandwidth. Yeah, because it's a lower So you could do high bandwidth at the 2.4 gigahertz band. I think I'm using the right terms. And that would give you more penetration through the walls. That was always the trade-off, was that 2.4, 2 gigahertz had more range and penetration, but... 5 gigahertz had more bandwidth at the cost of the other two things. Yeah. Range and... and if you draw any of your home in the uh, the little floor plan map that you can make in your Unify controller, you can model the types of walls like drywall, concrete, certain beams and stuff. And then you place your radio, your access point somewhere in the house, and you can see the heat map 
of the Wi-Fi distribution, and it's surprisingly accurate. So when I'm on the shitter, I get very little bandwidth <laughs> because the walls line up just right so that when I'm sitting there, my bandwidth goes from 800 megabits on an iPhone 7 Plus to, I don't know, oh, I should see what it is on my uh, iPhone XS. Let's see. So it goes down to like 70 megabits or something when I'm sitting on the shitter. I'm just running a little AC light in my house and I, yeah, once I get to the outer edges of the house, it drops off substantially. Okay, 866 megahertz. It's the same antenna as far as I can tell for Wi-Fi. Between the iPhone 7 Plus and the 10s. Huh. But at 70 megabits, if you're streaming... Well, I haven't... Under the right conditions, I think if you turned around to grab a shit ticket... <laughs> You're going to lose, you're going to potentially have some buffering on a YouTube video. Because you could drop it down to like, I don't know, 10 megabits or something. There must be concrete around that corner. That building looks like it has a lot of concrete in it from what I remember. Yeah, it definitely does going up and down. I can't, I can barely reach my access point on the floor below me. Um, I saw Overlord yesterday. Have you seen the previews for it? No. World War Two movie with zombies. Is that a Chinese movie? No, it was a JJ uh, Abrams movie. Hmm. He produced it. It's a Skydance film. It's pretty cool. It it's kind of <laughs> like a. Sorry. It's kind of like a uh, revisionist history World War II movie. It takes place during the D-Day landings, and they get shot down in a plane over France. And there's a Nazi encampment in a town where they have a lab under a church where they're experimenting on people and shit. It's pretty cool. It's like Nazi zombies, Call of Duty. Except they have like super strength and stuff. This is a kind of like a B movie with an A list uh, production value. It sounds Chinese to me. There was no Chinese people in it. It was all Americans. Oh, you don't need Chinese people in the movie if it's taking Chinese money. I don't think it was. Oh, I didn't no, see any Alibaba pictures or anything like that before okay. it. Um, yeah, it was cool. I want to see that. That's yeah, interesting. It, it's it's a fun it's a fun movie. It's it's pretty gory, pretty violent. It's kind of a guys movie. Although the two girls I was with when I saw it liked it. So, have you ever seen the movie Annihilation? Uh, that, that just came out. No, February. That's when it came out. It sounds really familiar. What's it about? It's got Natalie Portman in it, so I don't know if you need to know anything else. Oh, is that the one where the fucking it's like a monster that they're tracking down, and it's like a bear or something? There's this weird shimmer that's taking over the earth. There is a big bear 
probably in a trailer. Yeah, I okay. It's a horror movie. Well, it's not horror. It's just interesting sci-fi. There's a couple of scenes that make you jump, but it's not horror. Hmm. For a movie that just came out, it's a weird... I don't think I'm... I don't know if I'm if I'd be spoiling anything. Yeah, don't say. Oh, I'll, I'll have to watch it. Basically, something crashes into Earth. There's this weird shimmer, seems to keep keep growing exponentially, and um, there's some kind of like haunting ideas in it. There's a bunch of spots where you're like, wait, what? But you can overlook it because Natalie Portman, and because. It's, I can't, I can't tell you. It's going to spoil it. Sort of. From the uh, images, it looks like she's going around with an AR-15 the whole movie. Oh, yeah. And she's so awkward. She can't hold that thing. It's funny because she's Israeli and they had to serve in the military. I know, but, you know, if she was in the U.S. Army, she was probably a 71 Lima. Which means <laughs> administrative tasks. Yeah. <laughs> Well, she was in the Israeli army. Yeah. that uh, The chick that's Wonder Woman was, too. Yeah. Both probably 71 Lima's. I could totally see... No, nah, I could see the Wonder Woman chick being in the army. She looks like... She has a physicality about her that like, is believable. Yeah, especially on that fake Pornhub, too. <laughs> 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 that's pretty convincing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's great I forgot about that <laughs> there's a site where you could put people's voices in so you could just put this whole podcast in there and then it'll spit out people's voices so you could write a script and make me say stuff there's already enough audio out there you could just clip it all up we could make Nate say whatever you want, we want turn it into a techno remix little suggestion there for the internet uh Yeah, I'd like to see a round two of that movie. That feature film that they put on Pornhub. Yeah. <laughs> the, that 15 minute feature film. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh yeah. So, uh, well, no, go, go ahead. ahead. I got my notes here. Mine can wait. I, did Have you played, um, you played any of the Fallout games? No, I. It seemed like a thing I would want to play, but then over time I learned that you have to collect shit and maybe craft things, and I'm not into any of that. It's about, yeah, it's survival. I just want to shoot people and teabag them. Yeah, you got to, like, forage for stuff. And Anyway, the new one came out a couple days ago. I got it. It's called Fallout 76. It's the first online title. So you're, you drop into a server. It's just a, a giant map. And it's instance, so like there's, you don't really know which server you're connecting to. It just connects you to one, and there's other people that are just kind of roaming around doing shit with you. And there's like, like mutated zombies and monsters and shit that try and kill you. You get objectives, and you gotta like forage for stuff and melt things down and make 
shitty guns out of like scrap metal and stuff and you try and survive and you have to like it's kind of like a, it's like those other survival games that are on steam but just in the fallout universe so i've been playing that the last couple days it's kind of cool it's a little shallow but um you can set up an encampment and you can kind of build it up and defend it and i was watching this video of some guy on youtube who does like uh I think he was on Twitch when he was originally streaming it, but they uploaded the video to YouTube and he's like, comes across this guy's camp and the guy's just standing there and he's like shooting at him. <laughs> he's not like, cause I guess he's a way higher level. So he's not taking damage <laughs> and they have global microphone chat in, in this game. Like it's, it's, oh, uh, good. the shit talking must be outrageous. It's, it's, you would get banned the first day. No, there's no filters. You can say whatever the fuck you want. Oh, good. It's not run by some like. There's communist. nothing enforceable. No, yeah, it's just, it is awesome. what it is. And they, it's uh, proximity based. The chat. So <laughs> he starts shooting at this guy, and he's like, he's just standing there, not saying anything. And then you see him slowly turn around. <laughs> he's like, he's like, fuck you. <laughs> he shoots back. <laughs> Should I play the audio? Is it? Uh, I, I'd have the to video pull up the clip. Fun. It's just because the animations are kind of uh, that's why i asked if you play physical comedy it's the animations are very stiff and awkward because it's a fallout game and it's kind of an older engine they haven't really it's it's the same engine that i've used for the last 10 years so just the interaction with the voice chat is hilarious he's just shooting the guy he's like fuck you <laughs> and then he starts he shoots him back and he kills him in like two shots <laughs> spawns and it's the same thing over again he's just harassing him just trolling him that's kind of what the extent of the PvP is in that game. It's just to fuck with other people and harass them. Speaking of shitty crafting games where you harass people... Well, no, you don't really harass people in this game. You build a car out of parts and you get drunk. That's the entire game. What's this game called? My Summer Car. We've talked about it before. So you... Um, you're supposed to drink... For some reason, because you're in Finland, so it's like a requirement of the game, <laughs> and you have to go get parts. So you are drunk driving frequently in the game, and then you wreck your car and you have to walk to go get more beer. I think it's to heal or something, and uh, or to, I don't know to live or something. And you have to pee all the time. So the game, if they just put some weapons in this and maybe some other players, it sounds like this would be a perfect companion to Fallout. Yeah. I'm looking at the website right now. I think this website is intentionally shitty. Channel, Nate, link to amistech.com. It looks like a GeoCities page. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, the site is definitely intentionally bad. I love all the blinking GIFs everywhere and like the, look at the chicken just pecking the ground. He's just pecking <laughs> TNT until he explodes. Hot, hot, hot. So funny. And then the oh spinning skulls. Permadeath feature. <laughs> you can drink beer in first person while you're driving the car. Yeah. You carry around a 12-pack of beer in a cart, <laughs> and you can break the bottles and stuff, but you have to drink them frequently. And it wouldn't be surprising if you died on the highway. <laughs> and apparently it's a permadeath now. You should get this game. How much do they want? $14? $15? Very yeah. positive reviews. And then I think you curse a lot and finish. 
This looks like it'd be a good VR game. Uh, yeah, but when you get dizzy, that would actually fuck with you. Huh? Because you know how we've seen those the footage of people who put the VR stuff on in a mall, and then they're on some kind of ride in VR, and they feel like they fell, but then in the game they're not falling, but their body is falling, and they freak out, and they don't stop waving their arms because they feel like they're free falling, even though they're flat on the ground. Because what they're seeing and what their uh, their balance and their head is feeling are two different things. And they can't control it. It's just all autonomic reflexes. <laughs> huh. So if you played this game, you might actually experience permadeath. Because if you look at how drunk you get, you just start swaying your head everywhere. Right. Did you see the um, the fucking Pikachu movie trailer? No. Oh my god, Is it's so a... bizarre. It's live action. And I was gonna make a joke about that, but that's Ryan the thing. Reynolds Nate, does the fucking YouTube. voice of Pikachu. Com. It's like a Pokemon real world. I gotta turn the audio off. Okay, so this is supposed to look like. What, Japan? Something like that. It's got the Japanese actor that's in like every movie. He was in Inception. I'm trying to think of who that would be. I'm looking through the trailer. Well, this isn't Japan. Because... I don't think they like foreigners. It's, I really don't know what to think of this movie. I was, yeah. It's pretty weird. It's very bizarre. People pointing out a Pikachu wearing a hat. Hmm. I think I'm going to have to investigate this. I'll take one for the team. Who produced this thing? It's, I think, Legendary Pictures. It's like a major... Warner Brothers and Legendary. So it's a real big studio making this. Legendary East will be distributing it in China. I don't know what that is. Uh, have you used um, the Mac OS server binary on the Mac? Just a, it's a thing you download in the App Store. I, I know what it is. I haven't used it, though. Well. We have clients I know that use it, but they... It was kind of like a set, one-time setup thing, and that was it. Yeah, there's no more features in it, basically. <laughs> there's three things I think it does, and everything's been removed from it in Mojave. They recommend that you use open-source software for a lot of the functions, and then they separated out stuff like the calendar server, so they basically don't maintain it. It's an open source project. Which might be better if it gets why would you popular. Count why would you use a calendar server? You, it's part of yeah, I, I I wouldn't. I would just you have a iCloud or Exchange. I would just use well no, that's what Exchange is supposed to be like. 
well it's what it is not what yeah. it's supposed to be like yeah no, well what it's a it was created to copy what uh novel and whoever else was out there had with their um unix network accounts and uh, synced calendars and integrated email and all that crap Because they wanted to be networked like the Unixes. We're talking like before NT. Like Lotus Notes? That kind of shit. Way before my time. We have clients that still use Lotus, believe it or not. I do believe it. Yeah. I prefer it over I prefer it over Outlook. <laughs> I don't even know what it is. Some people still use Eudora. I don't even know what that is. I don't know what that is either. It's some famous email client. Eudora? Yeah. Must have had some way of thinking about messages or something that people liked. It just looks like Thunderbird to me. Eudora. Yeah. EU Dora. Yeah. So my point was that most of the servers uh, services have been removed. So everything you need is free now. If you were to run it for one of those services, there's some a, a couple of like proprietary things that there's no other alternative to that they haven't open sourced yet. So Maybe if you use one of those, then the server software would be helpful. Eudora was made by Qualcomm. Pretty weird. And it was made open source under Mozilla. Pretty weird. And I'm pretty sure that's why Thunderbird looks like it. Yeah. Or Sunbird or whatever the... They're supposed to like make some Firefox version of it. Something lightweight. Sunbird? It's, uh, maybe that wasn't it. It was called Sun something. Sunbird. No, I mean, that was the calendar. Mozilla Sunbird calendar software. Did you ever use uh, Firebird before Firefox? Uh, I don't remember. I used Thunderbird briefly. That was the email client, but I don't know what Fire, Firebird is. That's what Firefox was called before it was called Firefox. Why did they rename it to Firefox? I think that because there was a name collision with some database. Trademark or something? I think so. Huh. Firebird browser. Let's see. Google Images shows a very primitive looking browser. It looks like... Th- uh, Firefox three or four, four is when they kind of changed the 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 interface. Mozilla Firebird, yeah. And I guess That's... before Firebird, it was Phoenix. Went through a lot of names. Interesting. <clears throat> um. There were new uh, GPUs added to the MacBook Pro. 
Yeah, they have uh, they're Vegas. both four four gigabyte uh, VRAM Vegas, right? Yeah. I saw that the benchmarks on those new NVIDIA GPUs show that they're like twice as fast as my GPU. Which one's 2080s? Yeah. Yeah, well, they're also really expensive. The 20 RTX 2080 Ti, I think, is like a over $1,000 GPU. Wow. Is it just a two... Uh, like two 1080s and it requires twice the power? Uh, I don't know. But for gaming, I know that it's not it's not worth upgrading over a 1080 oh, if you've already got a 1080. I don't know. That's just what I read on them. The uh, specs don't line up with the actual performance I'm sure I would see a performance boost because I'm on a 970 you should get one then yeah I don't want to spend a thousand dollars on a GPU I bet a 1080 is a pretty good price right now uh, probably I don't need it though I can run I can still run everything I need to on my 970 GTX this maybe not at the highest settings. Right, here's here's a random link. This is um, a Wikipedia link to a thing called an evolved antenna. It looks like a crackhead made it. Like this looks like some kind of tool for drug paraphernalia. It does. It's all bent. It's just a single like kinky hair look. That's soldered to a screw or something. So a computer models how or what shape to make this it looks special like a, antenna. It looks like a spark plug with a welded on paper clip. Yeah, like an unfolded paper clip vertically. <laughs> so it kind of spirals all jagged. Yeah. yeah. They probably paid a, like millions of dollars for that thing. They put some foam on it and shot it into space. <laughs> What's an X-band antenna? I don't know. I'm going to look that up right now. The X-band. No, not I the fucking band. I triple E X-band. X-band radio. Totally different results. There is no band in this one. 7 gigahertz to 11.2 gigahertz. Used for radar. Okay, so where's 5G? Is that like the K band or something? Probably. It's below this band. Oh, it's below. This is, se this is 7 to 11.2 gigahertz. So 5G would be below it, wouldn't it? No, I'm talking 5G networking, not 5 gigahertz networking. Oh, 5G LTE. Like 5th gen. Yeah. Uh, what is the actual... Because LTE is long-term evolution, so 5G... 
It's... I'm consulting the book of knowledge. Uh, so anywhere from 600 to 2.6. 15 gigahertz and higher. Oh, never mind. 15. So back on the other tab, it says that that would be the KU band. Radar. So it doesn't really penetrate anything. Yeah. These high frequencies are just going to bounce everywhere. That would make it really easy to position you or people inside of a building. Ooh, I bet you can get really accurate assisted GPS. Because before your phone ever actually gets any GPS readings from the GPS chips, whatever that process is, it's looking at the uh, location of Wi-Fi access points and then the cell tower triangulation and then GPS. So 5G is technically millimeter wave. Five out of five doc uh, doctors recommend millimeter waves for breakfast. Yeah, getting blasted by that shit 24-7. Huh. It's EHF, extremely high frequency. It lies between super high frequency band and the far infrared band. Far infrared. 20 terahertz. But is that a theoretical max frequency for 5G? That's for far infrared. Oh, not 5G. Yeah, 5G is 30 to 300 gigahertz. <coughs> Bless me. You um, have been blessed. I have been blessed. Bless my soul. Um, yeah, I don't know about this. I don't want that in my house. Verizon is going to be, uh, that's going to be their internet service now. They're going to have 5G radios in your house. They're going to be able to send beam form. I guess it's going to be beam forming. Okay, then from, it must be able to penetrate a wall. Apparently. Or bounce around and find its way into your house. Or you're going to have to put that thing in your window. Yeah. Well, now that I think about it, I think my ISP, they got antennas on the side of the building. So maybe there's a little installation fee or step, and then you're good to go. Because if we're talking tens of gigahertz, that might be the best way. Because I got really good bandwidth. What's your, your average latency? Uh, well, in the router, the speed test to the Unify thing is like four milliseconds. Where do you want me to get this reading? Because no, I mean on... over the internet, like through your provider. 
four milliseconds. That's good. But if a bird flies by, then I'll probably get packet loss. Still sounds better than you leaning back, disappearing get, away from the mic. You don't get any ping deviation? Uh, yeah, I do. I mean, I get packet loss talking to you sometimes. It's happened several times. Luckily, not this time. Hmm. Unless you didn't say anything. Actually, I heard you drop out once, so I don't know who that was. But we need to get out of here. It's late. All I'm right. tired. And I am out of Red Bull Organics Ginger. Now you got to sit in the can for 30 minutes. No, not this time. No Jackson Pollock. <laughs> <laughs> See you next week. Shittypodcast.com slash donate to share the show and support the show. Shittypodcast.com to... No, shittypodcast.com slash contact for feedback and suggestions. See you next week. Where's the damn off button?